Deirdre, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. This is Frostburg First's triumphant return, but um, <laughs> we've had several other people like Jess Palumbo before and um, when she was in that role. So um, welcome. Thank you. Lots, yeah, it's lots nice happened to, since then. Nice to be taking the helm for a change. Nice. Yeah. So we've got a lot of um, crazy events coming up. Not crazy bad, but like crazy, just a lot of planning and a yeah. lot of moving parts. Yeah. yeah. And I think the most exciting announcement that came out of Frostburg was this um, small town Christmas opportunity that Frostburg has been given. Yeah. So this is a, you know, it was really exciting. It kind of, it came as a, a surprise to everybody, but we're, we're really excited. And we owe a lot of it to the fact that we have this amazing ongoing annual event and storybook holiday mm-hmm. uh, through the Children's Literature Center there at Frostburg State University. Um, and so it's a small town Christmas uh, show on Up TV with Megan Alexander. Okay. Uh, and she and her crew are going to come into Frostburg uh, starting on November 30th. Um, and they'll be filming uh, primarily uh, the Storybook Holiday event and sort of some things leading up to that um, and just getting a taste of what Frostburg is like during the holiday season. So we're really excited for the rest of the country to kind of see Can I get like a sneak are. peek of yeah. Frostburg? That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. And that's uh, the uh, Storybook Holiday has a ton of activities all day long. The Elf Olympics is extremely popular and very yes. fun. <laughs> and um, very usually there's a, too. Yeah, it's very competitive. Yeah. Um, and then there's usually a, a children's literature author that comes in and either does like book signing or reading. And uh, Megan Alexander actually wrote a book. So she's going to be doing a twofold and kind of participating in some of the events that are happening. Yeah, she, uh, she'll be participating, um, I know for sure, at least in like Elf Olympics and some of the other things. Um, and I believe we'll be doing a, a book signing at some point. And then there is also another um, author who's going to be presenting, who's the, the featured author. For Storybook Holiday. Yes. Yeah. And the featured author usually is the one that d- will do like a reading or have an interactive experience with the, with the kids. Yeah. And so that's Will Hillenbrand uh, and his book is Santa's Story. Nice. Yeah. Fantastic. So um, the businesses of Frostburg were told this and then also the general public and they said, hey, we really want you to zhuzh up the front of your, your store. So the city of Frostburg was gracious enough to give out some grants to help with some decorations for this film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's the Holly, to- or Holly Jolly Hometown Grant, which I think just closed, but um, it really they gave uh, all the downtown businesses the opportunity to apply to, you know, purchase new decorations mm-hmm. or to, you know, kind of boost what they already had um, for, you know, people who can see it on the street or, sure. or from the uh, sidewalk just to really, you know, give everybody the opportunity to, to shine a little bit, yeah. have more chance to be featured on film, mm-hmm. things like that. Yeah. I'm excited about it. I think it's a good opportunity. And, and like we were talking before, you know, this is only the second season for a show like this. It's a five, maybe a five show arc. And then every year after this, I'm sure if, if up TV is, it's a streaming thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So, I mean, I'm sure that they'll be able to like show it every year in perpetuity we <laughs> hope so <laughs> i hope so yeah so prosper gets a little bit of a a nod every um holiday season which would be nice um so small business saturday kind of plays a part in it kind of bookends this the kickoff to the holiday season the end of the thanksgiving season which is the 26th of november this year which is a saturday it's a huge deal for a lot of businesses in in our entire area and all of Allegheny County. But I would say that Frostburg, because of its close proximity and walking and there's plenty of parking and everything else, it always seems to be like the event that happens that really like yeah. is the biggest uh, grossing for the small businesses in our area, which is nice. A lot of people spend their money then. 
Yeah, it is. It's a really big day for our small businesses, um, which is really important because, you know, it's it's sort of that last chance. People are getting out there in the holiday season, but mm-hmm. once once you get past the holiday season, there's a bit of a gap. Yeah. Um, you know, for most small businesses and that, that really helps to tide them over and to keep those businesses open during those lean times. Well, I mean, it's, I think it's, I mean, I don't know if a lot of people know this, but January is on usually the worst sales for any small business Mm -hmm. because it's after the holiday season, people are like really lean on the money and everything else. So, um, maybe when you're shopping this holiday season, maybe consider like, okay, well I can buy a gift now. Or do I need this gift now? Or can I wait? Could I come in in January and actually spend some of those dollars mm-hmm. in January? Because you know you can spread the wealth a little bit. February it picks up again because we have Valentine's Day, but maybe just kind of when you're planning your shopping, just say, "Well, I'm could, could I wait? Yeah, like a few weeks, and then go in and purchase something." Yeah, that's always an option. We always encourage people to to you know buy the gift cards. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you right. know, gift cards are great, and then there's always a push in January to you know, that's a great time to go out and spend your gift cards because yeah. you don't necessarily have to spend more money, but then you're still going in, you're supporting the businesses. Yeah. And, uh, you know, there is a statistic and I think it's like, you're more likely to spend about 30% more than what the actual gift card is yes. when you're in, in you the know. store. Yeah. yeah it's sort great. of like if something was $50, but you had a $20 gift card, you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, it's, it's a not good so deal. reasonable, right? Yeah. It's, it's not, it's a, that's the thing. I think that, um, yeah, if you do get the gift cards, that's fantastic. Then use them in January and, and, or just like say, well, I can buy this, this item this month and I don't need this other item until the following month. And I, I like that some people, um, we focus on gifts that are consumables mm-hmm. in, in this house, but like we like to give little things out for Valentine's day because it's sort of a very, uh, overwhelming gift receiving period of time. Yes. <laughs> and so sometimes it's kind of get lost in the shuffle and, and sometimes mm-hmm. it's just nice to have. And it's also like the darkest month of the year cause it's February yeah. and you know, and sometimes that's like right in the lull of things usually really cold and very snowy and, and you know, so it's nice to have a little bit of a bump, a little bit of an endorphin bump or yeah. a dopamine response. So it's nice to give somebody something else during the Valentine's Day season. You can get that in January. So exactly. you're not in the rush. So yeah. Uh, but Small Business Saturday, it's a massive thing. You have things at City Place. Um, small businesses really step up and have offer specials, whatever it might be like food. It might be percentage off of things. So who's yeah. participating this year? Um Pretty much, we're still in the process right now of getting everybody specials and everything's collected because we're, you know, we want to give everybody enough time to really plan out their inventory sure. and what they have. But um, we, we typically get participation from all of our, our businesses downtown, which Fantastic. is, you know, you're looking at over like 30 businesses Great. typically that are going to participate in this. Um, and there's a lot of things too that you can do that day. And, you know, it's it's buying things from the retail shops. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, purchasing future experiences yeah. from, you know, like Western Maryland Scenic Railroad or Tracks and Yaks or yeah. you know, things like that. Um, it's also the opportunity to, you know, go out and, you know, you're, you're out, you're wandering around, you know, shopping and doing things with a family, you know, stop in one of the local restaurants that you haven't tried yet. You know, it's just yeah. kind of a nice day to really appreciate the fact that mm-hmm. we have this unique thing in Frostburg and in, in this area too. We have a actual main street, you know, yeah, it's, you do. we do, mm-hmm. we have a real main street community and that's not something that everywhere has. A lot of them got wiped out, yeah. uh, you know, and there's a, been a real resurgence of that and mm-hmm. people are wanting to see those small businesses. They want to that's have a city that center. Of, 
Yeah, yeah they which want is the sense of nice. community. Yeah, absolutely. No. Yeah, I don't. I mean, Frostburg has this like great charm. Um, it does have the name Frost in it, so it's really yeah. great in the winter time. <laughs> also, it's nice just in cooler. the sun. It's just cooler there, and it's t- <laughs> temperature wise also. So in the summer, it is typically cooler in Frostburg. Um, yeah, I just in the pop up things that you're doing, um, you got a sewer grant, project restore grant through yes. state of Maryland where you can rent a space for a year and then you can offer maybe businesses, small businesses that are out of the house or whatever can get an opportunity to get a brick and mortar experience, which I think is really important if they're thinking that they want to expand or maybe dip their toes yeah. into that kind of an experience. Yeah. It's really run the gamut. It's been, it's been a really nifty experience and I've just, I've loved seeing what everybody's done mm-hmm. with the space. Um, you know, We've had artists in there who've turned it into an actual gallery. Yeah. Um, you know, we've had people who, um, you know, upcycle furniture and it was their first opportunity to have like a showroom mm-hmm. and really just ended up getting more exposure and more commissions. Yeah. Um, you know, we had people who experienced it and were like, wow, yeah, I'd, I want to move and find an actual brick and mortar space for myself because That's this is great. the way to do it. Yeah. You know, um, and, and even now we've got a, a business, uh, you know, an established business that's looking for, um, you know, is this a good time to expand? Is this, yeah. you know, a good geography for it? It's a great way to test things out sort of risk-free mm-hmm. um, or at least low risk. Yeah, um, sure. You know, you, you're always risking your inventory and things like yeah. that. Um, but it's a low risk way to see if you fit the market, you know, do you, do you vibe with the town? Mm-hmm. You know, is it going to, is it going to mesh with the other businesses? Is it going to complement what's already there? Yeah. Um, and if that's the case, then, you know, there's a great way of, of making that argument for, for making that move for yourself. So, I mean, have you had businesses that go in and have the exact opposite being like, this was an experience. It was overwhelming. Yeah. And I think that's also a positive way yeah, to think we, about it too. We definitely did. Now, yeah. what if somebody like this somebody says, Hey, I got to find a brick and mortar. So do you guys help facilitate them finding a place in downtown Frostburg? Yeah, definitely. That's, I mean, that's one of the things that, is, you know, one of my, favorite parts about my job is when we get to do ribbon cutting ceremonies and we get to, you know, see new businesses opening and, uh, you know, redoing the maps every year and adding new businesses to it. I mean, Mm -hmm. that's just one of the best parts of my job. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, definitely that's something that we are there for as a main street program is to help provide those resources. I mean, I'm not, I am not a realtor, (laughs) so (laughs) you know, I don't have a, a, like a a full listing, Right. Uh, but we do try to keep on top of what properties are available, Mm -hmm. um, you know, and sort of what the general price range is going to be. Um, and you know, help them communicate with the city about what permits are necessary, sort of what steps you have to go through, um, to get a a place and, and get things rolling. Um, so yeah, we're definitely there as a resource for anybody who's looking to open a, a, a shop in Frostburg. Yeah, I think uh, Frostburg versus invaluable because you help establish these events that really help the businesses on the main street participate in and you know get people in the door. So there's massive marketing opportunities there, and it seems like um, you know businesses utilize Frostburg first to help them grow, which is really nice. Yeah, and I. I appreciate that. And that's, uh, you know, certainly what our, our ultimate goal is, you know, as a Main Street program, um, our main focus is on economic development. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I think it's one of those things that um, it's not always easy to understand, I think, what a Main Street program is. Yeah. You know, I know when I first started and people were like, oh, are you guys, are you the ones that do the marketing for downtown? Or, you yeah. know, you, you're the event planners and things like that. And yes, that sometimes is, is part of it. But um Economic development is really where the core of the program is. Yeah. Um, and that means so many different things. So, 
<laughs> you know, whether that's providing these resources and helping new businesses get settled mm-hmm. in downtown Frostburg, yeah. or it's, you know, trying to find, um, you know, in providing mini grants. You know, we, we sourced right. a lot of funds for mini grants during the pandemic. Uh, yeah, to try I to mean, keep doors open. just grant writing in general, I think that you probably have, um, I mean, you probably work in conjunction with the city, I would imagine, to write grants that will benefit both you and the city. And you're a nonprofit, so that is also helpful. Yeah, we definitely, you know, anytime a grant opportunity presents itself, and that's, I, I'd say, probably 60% of my <laughs> my job <laughs> and my time is spent on either grant writing or grant reporting. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, anytime something presents itself or, you know, we, we find something, I always check and, and see, you know, what are what are we needing? What Could we apply for this? Is there a project that's already there that could use the funding um just recently we had the opportunity to apply for uh, it was the community safety works grant through Mm -hmm. uh the department of housing community development again um and we applied for that last year and we're awarded uh forty seven thousand dollars um and working with the city and the police department um determined to do a uh, a project where we're installing some surveillance cameras and security lighting in vulnerable uh, areas of the downtown. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. And so then this year they, they opened it up again. And so kind of asked, you know, are there any projects? Is there anything that we're yeah. looking at? And so we've applied for funds to do some um, decorative crosswalks um, in oh, the downtown fantastic. area. Yeah. Because yeah. it's, you know, it helps to encourage people to slow down, pay more attention when yeah. they're going through the crosswalks and also just kind of like, you know, smooth out some of the, the older ones yeah. and, and everything. So um, hopefully we'll get we'll get funded for that. We'll find out soon. So, I mean, I think that's interesting. So a lot of the projects that, and I talked about this before in a previous podcast, it's basically people think that um, funds that you receive are for whatever you want them to be received <laughs> for. Wish. And that's, <laughs> yeah, not great. But no, when you write for these grants, they're earmarked for specific projects and you have to have, you know, um, measurable outcomes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> measurable outcomes of those projects to see if they're actually you use the money like you said you would. There are checks and balances to that money. So if somebody reads a story very like quickly and says, Oh, they got forty seven thousand dollars, well, what are they doing with that money? Mm-hmm. You know, you can ask and they'll, oh, t- they'll tell you, you know? Yes. And I have to I have to keep very detailed budgets on these things. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> so I think it's I think it's great that um, Frostburg Works worked so closely with the city government to make sure that the businesses and like that you had here like, hey, I found this grant. We could do really help really great safety things in the city that would be that would also look good and be great, Mm -hmm. you know, for everybody involved. So, I mean, that's good. Are there any other major projects that you're looking forward to? Like past the I mean, imagine after the holiday season, things kind of die down a little bit and you're grateful for that. So. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I always say people, people always say that, Oh, like, Oh, you, this must be a quiet time for you. And it's funny. Cause I remember when I first started, they'd be like, Oh, well during some of the down times, you'll, you'll have time to catch up on these various things. And mm-hmm. I keep waiting for that. You keep waiting for I the downtime. for that downtime. <laughs> I've never found that to, ha- to happen. Um, but yeah, we do have some periods that are a little slower. And yeah, I pretty much once we get through kind of storybook holiday, mm-hmm. um, Things will be a little bit quieter. We'll just be continuing to um, promote shop small season, you know, yeah. through that time and then mm-hmm. um, kind of die down a little bit. Although in January, we will have our annual uh, Cocoa Crawl. Oh, yeah, again, which right. is yeah, yeah, it's really turned into a signature event, which yeah. is kind of fun. Um, that was started by a couple of uh, local business owners. That was um, Madison Page and uh, PS Hair Design came yeah. up with the idea. And then it just really boomed it blew from up. There. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really did. It's fun. It's also, again, it encourages people to come out. Mm-hmm. Drink some cocoa, 
shop a little bit or just like go in and see what people have. It gives them an yeah. excuse to go into somebody's store and drink some hot chocolate. And it is something to do when it's January. Yeah, it's cold and it's dark. And yeah, yeah. absolutely. But, uh, yeah, upcoming projects. We've um, there there are quite a few on the horizon. Uh, one of the ones I'm most excited about um, and just you know really excited to be working on right now is uh, we got a planning grant from. Um, State Arts Council um, for a public art project. Okay. Uh, and this one, we're working very closely with the Brownsville Project. Okay, um, yeah. We have a steering committee put together, uh, you know, that has uh, representation from Frostwork Frost State University, uh, descendants of the Brownsville com- uh, community, mm-hmm. um, you know, some local business owners and artists, and, um, you know, really kind of a nice spectrum from, you know, all over the city. Sure. Um, and the goal here is to create a public art installation in downtown Frostburg that honors and celebrates um, the history of, of Brownsville. Nice. Because um, we realize there really isn't anything like right in our downtown district. Right. Um, you know, that signals that, you know, Brownsville was there, that we had, you know, that we have this, you know, strange and, you know, very controversial history mm-hmm. with that. And that's definitely something that needs to be addressed and recognized. Sure. Um, so that's that's something that's exciting that's on the horizon. Um, so it's like appropriate representation of history. Yeah, and yeah. that's definitely something we want to do. Um, and part of that project, you know, the, the goal here is for the public art installation to be sort of the first step. And sure. it's going to be an ongoing project that will help to encourage tourism, mm-hmm. you know, local educational outreach. Yeah. Um, you know, right now we've actually hired um, a historian, a forensic historian, who's doing research on census records, public, you know, land records and things like nice. that to try to find out more about the people who lived there, you know, see if there's any records that were missing or haven't been tracked down mm-hmm. yet, get more names and things like yeah. that. Um, but the goal there too is to just, you know, find out more about the people who lived in Brownsville um, and that park, park lane uh, community um, and, you know, sort of do what we can to bring those names to light, Yeah, you know, find out some more of the histories if we can um, and really create sort of a, an interactive opportunity. So, you know, have a website that has stories, anecdotes, oral histories, um, you know, create a brochure in an interactive walking tour sure. kind of thing that yeah. goes throughout the downtown onto the brown, you know. That's amazing. Yeah. So again, this will be sort of a multi-phase project that could take, goes on for a couple of years, but um, we're really excited about it. That's that's one of the ones I'm, I'm most excited for. Um, and then uh, one of the other projects that we're, we, we did get funded um and we'll be putting together again basically once we get through the uh the <laughs> holiday yeah season. once we get through holiday season mm-hmm. uh is putting together a small business support program okay um and this is just sort of an expansion of what we're doing with the pop-up program okay um so both providing opportunities for people to you know get an experience in a pop-up but also providing more resources and opportunities for our existing businesses great and people who don't necessarily need a pop-up experience but might need some training or some other resources yeah. uh, or assistance getting started. Um, so, you know, we'll get into more details about that program as it develops, but it's going to involve some some classes that people are able to take, you nice. know, might be for like how to do marketing yeah, or, you know, even just taking you step by step through what you must do to, you know, find a space fire marshal yeah the whole thing <laughs> the How checklist the of what you yeah. need yeah all that kind of stuff i i would say um that is some of the most difficult things to navigate mm-hmm. no matter where you live as the the specific regulations of the city and the state and how they kind of co- coexist or sometimes counterbalance counteract yes. each other um but you know if you're you have so many other things going on as you know 
when you were opening a business of any, any kind, you have your own list and then you're like, well, what do I need? And then mm-hmm. somebody says, well, you need this. And then when you go to do that, they say, oh, have you done that? It's this whole process of, then you have to go put it all together to see what you need. And then when you say, hey, I want to open and then someone pops their heads up and goes, hey, did you get this permit? Yeah. That can be frustrating. So I, that's exciting that you can hand somebody a packet and say, here is what you need. Check this list off and then you can open. We'd love to cut the ribbon. Yeah. You know? And there is um, already, uh, the city has already done a lot too, to yeah. provide some of that uh, groundwork. Um, the city of Frostburg, if you go on their website, they do have a, a packet that you can download that has nice. some of that information, Fantastic. contact information, how to how to get in touch with people for permits. But mm-hmm. And then the idea of these classes just kind of expand on that. Yeah. Um, and, you know, bringing people to help with, you know, how do you create a business plan, do a oh, pitch yeah. to a bank mm-hmm. for a loan, and, yeah. you know. Um, you know, and for existing businesses like long-term, uh, business planning, legacy planning, you know, what do you do when you're ready to retire? Mm -hmm. How do you, are you going to sell the business? Somebody going to take it over? These are all things that that we have to think about. That's a really good point because I think when you start a business, you're, you're just like head down Mm -hmm. and I want to fail, got to pay the bills. And then when you are kind of self-sustaining, you forget basically what your original business plan was. And so when you finally pop up for air, you don't realize that, oh, it's been three years and did I meet my goals? Am yeah. I on my way to my five-year and my 10-year goals? Or do I need to reevaluate because, I don't know, there was a global pandemic and things right. went crazy. <laughs> you know, so um, I feel like a lot of businesses just need that little, like, hey, remember when you did this thing? You just maybe want to check back with that mm-hmm. <laughs> and see if that's still working for you. <laughs> yeah, I think that's really great. You're just giving businesses like a little nudge to say, okay, you're doing great, but like, could you be doing better? And if you could be doing better, maybe you should come to this class. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what's that word we've heard so much the past couple of years? Pivot. Pivot. Oh right? God, yeah. Pivot. I mean, I'm so tired of that word, but yeah. we keep hearing it and there's a reason for that. And that's, yeah. I mean, a lot of our, I mean, that's one of the things about Frostbreak that's been amazing working with these businesses. Uh, you know, everybody has done just an incredible job adapting yeah. to the situation. I mean, I can't, it's just unreal how people adapted. It is unreal. With, what they managed to do, how they managed to get through the pandemic. I mean, just, I will also say um, the community Mm -hmm. at large in Allegheny County really stepped up to the point where I don't think there was any like restaurants that closed during the pandemic. I don't think I could be wrong, but I don't think that there was any restaurants that closed. Um, I don't know countywide. I'm not, I'm not aware. I know Frostburg, we certainly didn't. No. So, I mean, I'm just saying that that's, you can't do it without your community. So yeah. the community members really stepped up and said, okay, I'm going to buy meals from this place this this on these days and I'm going to shop here on those days. You know, they really, you know, they really did it up. And I think that it was like, okay, we, we're, how can we all help each other? And that's really what the crux of the mm-hmm. situation is, is how can we all help each other? How can we all collaborate together and how can we all survive and thrive at the end of it? So yeah, hats off. And also to the people that, like Frostburg first or uh, County tourism and other municipalities. And they really stepped up and said, okay, what do we need to do to make yeah. sure that you guys are okay? And like what grant funding can you do? Do we need to provide for you and all that kind of stuff? Because, uh, it, you know, you can't do it by yourself, even though you try, but it was, yeah. it was nice to see everybody come together for that. But pivoting, we got to find a better word. Yeah, we do. Yeah. But yeah, but it is, it's a thing. And there's, there are things now that have, changed permanently mm-hmm. in the way that you know people react to business and what they expect from businesses and yeah. that you know we, we have to be ready to provide those resources so that you know yeah. if you haven't already kind of made some of those changes you can you can do right that or if, if you made some of those changes and then things kind of 
got back to semi-normal mm-hmm. and you aren't really utilizing those things, then, you know, trying to get you back on back on board with those things. Because, mm-hmm. you know, it's nice to know that if you something were to happen and you'd have to go back to curbside only or you'd have to go back to, you know, d- just delivery, that you have those capacities. And yeah. I think a lot of businesses didn't realize that they could do those things mm-hmm. until they were forced into those, those yeah. avenues. So that's good. And it also gives them a little bit more reassurance. Yeah, I mean, the more things that you can do, I mean, that's what it boils down to. It's just the more options that you have mm-hmm. um, in any situation, yeah. the better off you're going to be long run. And that that definitely goes for small businesses. You have to be able to reach out for different options. Yeah, you know? that sounds good. Well, I mean, this has been incredible. You guys do great work. You've got a lot on your plate <laughs> yes. the next few weeks. So I'm going to... I think that you'll have to come back, especially with the Brownsville Project. And um, now the pop-up on 18 East Main only is till the end of the year, right? right. So, end so of that's December. just through the end. Uh, actually, it's through the end of January. End of January. Yep. Okay, great. So hopefully we, we find another location for a pop-up. That's what I'm hoping. Fingers I'm, crossed. I'm crossing my fingers on that. Nice. I, hope, I hope we'll be making an announcement soon. Nice. Well, when you have an announcement, you have to come back and let us know. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming. Thank you so much for having me. This has been a lot of fun. Anytime. For more information on what you've heard on today's show, head over to our website, and that's recordtalklisten.com. While you're there, make sure to peruse all of our previous episodes. There's tons for you to choose from, including Mandela's episode last week and maybe uh, Melinda, a downtown Cumberland's equivalent of Deirdre and Frostburg first. Um, there's lots of uh, different and interesting people for you to choose from. So um, go back, listen to the archive. It's, it's highly worth it. And if you like it, subscribe, like, review, Tell all your friends and families, you know, all those good things. Um, we're everywhere you get your podcasts. You can even ask uh, some assistive, assistive devices like Siri, Google, or Alexa um, to find Record Talk Listen, and we'll start to play automatically for you. This has been another episode of Record Talk Listen, where I hit record, people talk, and hopefully you listen. Until next time, thank you so much.